What is going on, Shrey and Kenny? How y'all doing today? I'm good, bro. How you doing? Doing good. Been doing good. Uh, you know, the New York Knicks up three one. You know, we'll get into that later. And the draft, NFL draft's coming up this Thursday. Aaron Rodgers traded to the Jets. So much going on right now, but of course, it's playoff basketball time. We got to talk about playoff basketball. Starting off first, we got to talk about the Nets and the Sixers. The series. Not much time on this. Uh, I said it was going to be a sweep, and, and it was a sweep. Embiid was playing in game four. Tyrese Maxey pretty much carried them. James Harden has been a little disappointed, I'm not going to lie. But I think this is going to set up because the Hawks and Celtics are playing right now. Celtics should win this game, and then we're going to set up this Philly and Boston series later. But um, what are your first thoughts on the what you guys saw from the Sixers um, in this postseason thus far? They might have struck the Nets, but... It was a very underwhelming performance for a team of this caliber, you know, with this kind of talent. I was expecting, you know, blowouts, but, you know, the Nets hang, hung with them. Um, they're able to rattle the Sixers at points during the games. And I think, you know, going into the next round, going to my Boston, I think Boston will steamroll them. Uh, okay. Sure. what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. They just seemed a little disappointing. Um, it was just real ugly basketball by them at times, and I feel like Embiid didn't have the best series. They couldn't get him the ball inside the block. It was he, It mm-hmm. felt like he was always getting it at the three-point line. Like, I get that they were triple-teaming, double-teaming him, but you just got to find better ways to get him the ball near the basket. I didn't see enough pick-and-rolls between him and James Harden and him and Maxi. Harden was kind of underwhelming. This man cannot finish at the rim anymore, bro. He was. You know, he, looks, he looks a little scared to shoot sometimes too, bro. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah, he just does not look like the anywhere near what he was in Houston. He just can't finish around the rim, and I think the Boston guards are going to give him hell. Uh, so it, it it definitely did not uh, encourage me. Even though they did sweep, it wasn't an encouraging sweep at all. As for the Nets, um, you know. Would have been a little interesting that series if Ben Simmons was playing, but of course he does not play NBA basketball anymore. Um, <laughs> one reason or another, um, Bridges showed that he can be uh, a reliable scorer, um, not as a number one, obviously, but he can be like a three on a really good team. Um, they have a lot of good wings. They have picks now, I guess, um, after a few trades. Um, so maybe they'll make a move for Dame, you know? Maybe he'll be going to uh, – maybe Dame will be going from Portland to New York, New York, but not New York City. He's going to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, go ahead. Stars do so well in Brooklyn, bro. Stars perform amazing in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Every single – Yeah. KD. KD and Kyrie. Scary hours. One playoff series, bro. So crazy. Oh, all right, but uh, for me, what I got to say about the Sixers – very lackluster. It seems like it seemed like they were kind of bored. Like I don't know. It seemed like sometimes they just weren't trying this series. James Harden. I mean, he just looked like he was coasting. <laughs> if the Sixers want any chance, we're gonna have to see that 2018 James Harden come back for one or two games against the uh, the Celtics. Because I, I don't know if Joel Embiid. I mean, he's banged up right now. I don't know if he can do it for a seven game series every single game. Um, yeah, actually, he might be the second. He might be the second option on this team now. I think it's time for James Harden to just be that peer distributor like CP3 is on the Suns. Um, but I still think James Harden got a little bit in the tank. Uh, so, like, overall, I'll give this, I'll give the Sixers, like, a C, C-plus for them because they – I'll give them a C-plus just because they won this series but and swept them. But 
it was a very lackluster performance, man. They could do better. It was average. <sighs> moving on now. Moving on to the next series we got to talk about is going on right now. We got the Boston Celtics taking on the Atlanta Hawks. <clears throat> Kenny, what are your thoughts on um, how this series is going for your man, Ice Trey, and, and the Boston Celtics? I think this series has been very revealing to the strengths and weaknesses of the Hawks. And the first weakness of the Celtics, you know, it's obviously the Celtics. Their guard play defensively is probably best in the league. Um, it's one of their strengths. You know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're going to get theirs. And post play, Al Horford in the corners, you know, Rob Will down low. They're a very well rounded, above average team, like just in every position. They're very defensively stout. And I think this team is, you know, considering what happens with the Bucks and the Heat, you know, Celtics could just easily go through the entire East to the finals. That being said, the Hawks, <sighs> mid, mid, mid team, man. I mean, outside of Trey and DeJounte, you struggle to find consistency from anyone else on the team. You know, John Collins, bum. DeAndre Hunter, offensively, he's a bum. I mean, he's the best matchup for Tatum on the defensive end, but offensively, man, sometimes it's just like, bro, what? This is the fourth pick in the draft? It's crazy. Um, they do have some bright young pieces, and Jalen Johnson looks shown some flashes. Um, Onyeka Okongu's played well. Um, and then you got Agent Griffin on the bench still. But, but outside of that, I think it's time for this team to blow it up. They can't really guard anybody. Even DeJounte defensively, he's getting blown by his entire series. For someone who's supposed to be one of the best defensive guards in the league, uh, I haven't liked what I've seen from him. Um, Trey has stepped it up. You know, the first two games, he was, he was horrid. Uh, but these last couple of games, Game three, game four, back in the A. Um, we've seen some of that superstar Cherry Shaw back in the 2021 playoffs. Um, hopefully it'll end tonight, um, but, you know, the thing is still over. Go ahead, yeah, this is uh, – yeah, I'm watching it right now. Boston's just, like, miles and miles better than them. Um, it just feels like when Boston puts their mind to it, I felt like in game three they just – you know, it, it was just one of those games Boston has where they just – the lack of intensity, lack of just matching the energy level of, of, of another team who's desperate um, showed. But they've shown throughout this series they're the much, much better team. They have so much more talent and just – it's an absolute mismatch for the Hawks because their guard play is top tier and it just puts Trey in hell on defense. And obviously, offensively, they have so many guys they can – or defensively, the Celtics have so many guys they can throw at Trey. Yeah, Tatum, Brown, Smart, Derek White, who's played amazing this series, and then you have the rim protection with Rob Williams and Horford. It's just a really bad matchup. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Hawks. I felt like I feel like the 2021 Conference Finals run, like it was objectively, it was fluky because we saw. I mean. Ben Simmons forgot how, how to play basketball that series and just gave them nothing offensively and had zero points for what, like three straight fourth quarters, didn't take a shot. Um, and I feel like the Hawks kind of like rested on their laurels and didn't make enough moves to improve, you know, the outside of the roster. Um, and they're feeling the effects of it now because, I mean, DeAndre Hunter is definitely not worth a fourth pick in the draft. Onyeka Okongwu is good, but you you spent the sixth pick in the draft on him, and he's your backup center. So it's definitely not paying off 
Um, and yeah, like it just seems like, you know, Trey is always in some type of like rumor about getting traded or, you know, Atlanta souring on him, the front office. So we'll see what happens, but it's it's a really bad matchup. And um, yeah. They're probably about to lose uh, tonight. Honestly, for me, um, if you look at the box, you're probably thinking in your head, like, oh, Atlanta's not doing They've only the most. Um, and close, but honestly, if you're, if you're watching these Celtics want to turn it up, I mean, it's nothing, bro. Um, like, what I've seen from the Celtics is they like their food sometimes, and um, whenever they, whenever, yeah, they're literally playing with their food. Whenever Shrey or whenever uh, the Celtics put their mind to it and actually take over the games, you can't stop them. They're just a much better team. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think they're looking to the Philly Dolphins. Oh, let's talk about team by up in the city. Take Cavaliers, the Knicks are upcoming. The one in the series. Um, the only game that the, the... But, I mean, the little mix. Any worry? What's going on in this series? It's surprising. I mean, the NBA is always better when the Knicks are good, and that's what we're seeing right now. Um, the Knicks, Jalen Brunson is been phenomenal for them. He's hooping out of his mind. Um, RJ Barrett stepped up after that game too. Um. Yeah, he's been a the second best player for the for the uh, actually the third best player because Mitchell Robinson been locking down the pin as well. So you know, Brunson, Robinson, and Barrett they're doing their thing out there. Um, I would I kind of hate to see it, but Julius Randle's doing his little playoff Julius Randle once again, um, disappearing act. Um, hopefully he gets the right to second seed because I think this this series is as good as over, honestly. Um. And like I said, depending on what happened with the Buck the Bucks Heat series, we could see the Knicks and the Eastern Conference Finals. We could. But not, I wouldn't say they beat the Celtics, but we could see it. Depending on what happens with that series. Um, as far as the Cavs go, they're very talented. Have a lot of young guys. Um, but I, this, still, this series shows they're still a piece or two or a move away from, you know, being true contenders. I think, you know, they got their guards set up. I think their contention can depend really on Evan Mobley. Um, and they also need another wing scorer because Karis LeVert is a, one of the dumbest players I've seen in a while. Um, Mobley, he's not that offensive threat yet. So it kind of hinders him off on offense. And defensively, they're getting bullied a little bit, I won't lie. So, um, yeah, so the finish is going to over, I think. You know, you could maybe, maybe you move Allen next year, move Mobley to the center, kind of get a shooting. Um, Better shooting big, who knows? Um, but Cavs are, you know, move away from being attention. Unfortunately, they're into a, you know, a veteran Knicks team coached by Tom Thibodeau. So, yeah, they've been getting straight up bullied, bro. I was surprised. Um, you know, I usually the Cavs were the one doing the bullying too. Bro. Exactly, they're number one defense in the league. Um, they have, they're a big team, but obviously they're kind of thin on that front line. And it really showed, especially that first game, um, they're just getting completely cleared out on the boards. 
Um, and then the guards weren't helping out much on the boards. I think Garland had like one rebound or zero rebounds, I think. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I just feel like Donovan Mitchell hasn't played up to his standard. Um, I mean, two points in the second half of a game that they very well could have won um, in game four. Um, that just can't happen from a guy you traded all the, those assets for. Um, Mobley, I think his offensive development needs to happen for this team to really be a threat because right now he doesn't have a jump shot that a team is going to honor. And then obviously Jared Allen has no sort of jumper and he's not a guy who can create his own shot. So it really condenses the floor for them. And I feel like that's what really gives uh, Garland and Mitchell trouble because you can kind of double and shade over to their side and, um, they're not able to get it to the rim as much, and it just stagnates their offense. Um, the Knicks, on the other hand, they've just they've just given it to them physically. Um, RJ stepped up after a bad first two games. Um, Jalen Brunson, I mean, he's been the best player in this series. Uh, what a pickup that has been for them. And last year he bullied Donovan Mitchell. This year he's bullying Donovan Mitchell. I think it's just that matchup. And then Josh Hart. Bro, he is the heart of this team. Um, we've like we've talked about him a lot. We've seen, I mean, since the Laker days with Lonzo and then with Zion on the Pelicans. Like, he's a guy you would always want on your team. Makes all the hustle plays. He's been hitting big shots. He's coming to the starting lineup for Quinn and Grimes and hasn't missed a beat. Um, and he's just been an awesome pickup for them. I think he his pickup like um, started that you know that win streak they had and then. Uh, he's just a guy you need to have in a playoff series. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Knicks, they're going crazy in um, New York. Um, they had to shut down, what, 7th Avenue or something? Dudes were playing yes, sir. court. Um, you know, the side talk was going crazy. So, yeah, it's it's great to see when the Knicks are great. Um, and I think, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the Bucks and Celtics – or Bucks and uh, Heat, but – you know, if they match up versus the Heat, that's a that's a coin flip series there, and we could see them in the conference final out of the realm of possibility. That would be wild as hell. Um, what I gotta say about New York about the Knicks right now? I mean, they're spectacular. This team, they can take all the punches in the world, bro. Like, there's so many times, like in last game, game four, when the Celtics came back and they took the lead, I was kind of nervous. I was like, a, a usual Knicks team would fold, bro. A team with Carmelo Anthony, they probably would have lost that game. Because they couldn't take punches. But the Knicks came, stormed right back, took a nine-point lead, and controlled the game at the end of it. And they strapped up Donovan Mitchell. I mean, there's nothing much more I can say about the Knicks. Uh, they play just different when they're in the garden. And I knew after game two, I said, they're going to lose by 20. But they know they they split it. They're going to split in Cleveland. And then they're going to come back and win both in the garden. Because that's what the Knicks are, bro. They just... I don't know, man. They're, they're, I can't. I'm so proud of this team, man. You know, like I haven't been repping this team for the past like ten years, but I can't lie. But man, I'm proud to be a Knicks fan again, bro. Like this is without Damian Lillard too, bro. So it's it's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, I'm very proud of them. They're not getting uh, Dame. All right, whatever. I, you know, the thing I want to say, Tom Thibodeau right here. This man does not care about any egos, bro. If you're playing hard and you're playing well, you're keeping you in the game. When I saw him bench Julius Randle last game, I always said, "Oh my god, I respect it. I respect it all, Brandon. I don't know. I don't know if Julius Randle was happy with that move or whatever, but like at the end of the day, the team was better without Randle on the floor, 
and uh, clearly, uh, clearly the Knicks just, I mean, they're just like a grit and grind 2.0 is what I'm getting from this team. Uh, the Cavs are the number one defense in the league, and the Knicks are holding them to under 80 points um, in game three. And then, I don't know. It's just it's just beautiful to see. Um, and also for the Cavs, I mean, hey, D-Mitch, don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm proud of the Knicks, and I hope – I hope I hope we get Miami next round, but uh, yeah. Moving on now. Moving on to the series. We, I mean, we've been foreshadowing all this whole episode. We got the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Miami Heat are up three-one against the Bucks, and it seems like every year, bro, the Heat are just a pest. Like you can't get rid of them. Like they were about to lose to Chicago just last week, and now they're up three-one to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I don't know what to say about them, but uh, go ahead, Kenny. What do you think? What are your thoughts on the series? I think this is a series. This might be the easiest three-one comeback we've seen in NBA history. Um, the Heat have been a pest to the Bucks for years. You know, sure they have the recipe to contain Giannis, but they really have no offensive options outside of Jimmy Butler. I mean, yeah, he had a max class last night, put up fifty-six, but. He had 56 and needed help from Caleb Martin last night, too. And they only won by, what, 5, 6? Um, yeah. I don't know if you're putting in 56 again. And then without that 56, I don't think the Heat are offensively gifted enough to be able to keep, keep up with the likes of the Bucks. Um That was Giannis' first game back, and he still put up a triple-double on his, I think, going to come back with a vengeance. I think the Bucks are going to, you know, find a way to contain Bud in this game, and you know, the rest of the team kind of booty. So, I mean, so soon as you want, he do have the recipe, but I think the Bucks are just far more talented for them to, you know, for people to be even saying this series is over because it's not far from over. I, I like, conventional wisdom would lead you to think that the Bucks could easily come back, but I don't know, man. It, it just smells, bro, because even without Giannis, I feel like, Yes, Jimmy Butler would be the best player in the series, but the Bucs are still more talented, and they lost two straight games. Um, and, you know, you just need one game out of the next three if you're Miami, and they're so well coached. They're Eric Spolstra. You got Jimmy Buckets, who has, like, I don't even know what to say, bro. Like, every year, this man just comes up huge in the playoffs. Besides that one year against the Bucs when they got swept, he just comes up huge in the playoffs. He's a big game player. 56 last night, and dude was just straight out the gate, two, 22 of the 28 points for the Miami Heat in the first quarter, 21 points in the fourth. Um, he can absolutely take over. I, I Bud has to make some adjustments. He has to get the ball out of his hand and force guys like Caleb Martin, Gabe, uh, Gabe Vincent, um, you know, Haywood Highsmith, or High, yeah, Haywood Highsmith, Kevin Love. He's got to force those guys to make shots. You can't let Jimmy take over and beat you because they were just singling him out. They, they were just playing him single coverage. Holiday can't handle him, unfortunately. As good of a defender as he is, he cannot handle him. Um, they, and then Middleton obviously cannot. Um, they, he was hunting that matchup the whole fourth quarter yesterday and um, eventually got him to foul out. Felt like the Bucks just, uh, you know, they just blew it at the end. They're up 12. I was like, okay, this is it's probably going to be over. And then Kyle Lowry comes out of nowhere, starts it starts getting these random steals, and Bam starts hitting a hit, hit a mid range jumper, and then 
Jimmy just went crazy. I think he had outscored the Bucks twenty to thirteen in the last six minutes. Just amazing performance. One of the greatest playoff performances I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, I I think the like the Bucks have the better team. They should be able to come back. But I just feel like I, I can't see an Eric Spoelstra coach team losing three games in a row in this type of situation. So I I have to go with the Heat at this point, honestly. Sheesh. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Shrey. I, I think Milwaukee will take game five. It might be a blowout. I don't think Jimmy – I don't see Jimmy replicating his performance of 50, 56 points. Um, but you're telling me there's not one game where Gabe Vincent goes sh- – shoots the lights out. Max Drew shoots the lights out. Or Duncan uh, Robinson. Uh, Duncan Robinson, yeah, exactly. He comes back. Or uh, Caleb Barn has another one of the de- a decent game. Like, all that he needs is one game. They don't – I mean – Obviously, it's going to be hard to do it in Milwaukee. But I think game six will be – I mean, game six is where I see Miami closing it out. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami somehow – if Milwaukee takes it to seven and Jimmy somehow pops off in game seven. I don't know. Like, this Miami Heat team is the kryptonite for the Milwaukee Bucks. They've been that kryptonite for the – I feel like they've matched up every single year that the Bucks are in the playoffs. Um, and it's just like, how do you beat this team, bro? Like, we thought they were dead. Yeah, exactly. We were, we were down to, what, eight points in the fourth quarter of the playing game versus the Bulls, and we were just like, yo, they got to blow it up. Like They Pat have no Riley. offense. They have no offense. Pat Riley doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, no. And now Jimmy they're averaging like 120 points in the playoffs against the number one, number two defense in the league. Like, it's crazy. I, I think I'm convinced now that uh, Donovan – or not Donovan. Jimmy Butler might be Michael Jordan's son. He might be. He, he just might be, bro, because I – this dude is actually – he actually turns up another level in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, in the in the playoffs, I, will, I wouldn't bet against Jimmy Butler uh, over a, a lot of people, man. I'm telling you right now. Jimmy Butler right now is uh, – He's whatever he wants. He's just so physical, so smart. And, like, this is Drew Holiday he's cooking, bro. This is not just, like, a slouch of a defender. This is Drew Holiday. Crazy. Drew Holiday. A little too small for him. And you know what? The thing about Milwaukee is I they're starting to look old. I don't know if you guys are seeing it, but Chris Middleton, he's been banged up for so long. He's just not the same player as he was when they won that finals. They made that finals run. Holiday's up there in age, too. Holiday's getting up there in age. Brooke Lopez okay. is up there in age, even though he played great. I mean, this Bucks team is getting a little up there, which is why if they were to play Boston, I might have to change my pick, but I don't know because Giannis is also hurt. This is – I don't know. The Milwaukee team is – uh. I think they need to make some moves this offseason because they are they are starting to show cracks. Of, they're showing signs of weakness. Um, it's definitely – I mean, they're getting injured way more often than they used to, but, yeah. Even Giannis, yeah. Even Giannis. All right. We'll but, yeah. see. We'll see. Because Giannis could pull off a all-time great performance and they win the next three games and this could all be irrelevant. And it's – you know, they, they're, they're, they're in the conference finals, but we'll see. We shall see indeed. Uh, moving on, though, we got to talk about the Western Conference playoffs. Starting off with probably the series of the first round, the best series of the first round. I think we all expected the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors. Kings go up two games early, and then the Warriors storm right back and take two games of their own. De'Aaron Fox has a fractured finger, so I think he's doubtful for game five. I don't know if he'll be back for game six. He's about to play <laughs> Playing game five. Oh, he's playing game five. It's the fracture finger on his shooting hand as well. So I don't know how good he can really play. I don't know how limited he will be. Um, but yeah, it seems like the Warriors have caught another break. Kenny, what are your thoughts on this series? 
I think everyone kind of knew going into this series would be, you know, a team that's good at home versus a team that's good on the road. Both teams good at home. On the road is where they struggle. The Warriors have struggled the road all season. And we saw it, you know, first, we saw it losses in the first two games. Um, this Warriors team, I don't know. They look, they look weak at times. They look, like in game, game uh, four was it? Curry called a timeout and they almost gave the game away two at home. So I don't know. I think going into this series, I still have the Warriors winning this in six, just especially because with that fracture finger on Darian Fox's hand. But they've had trouble with these guards. I mean, Dan, Dan Fox has shown why he's the clutch player of the year. He had that big three in game four. Um, it seems like he's he's very clearly the best player on the Sacramento Kings. Um, Davion Mitchell, special, special defensive talent. Um, he hasn't made it easy for Curry to get his buckets. Not made it easy. Not going to be easy at all for the rest of the series. Um, Keegan Murray, you know, welcome to the playoffs. He had like 20, 20 last game. So this is like the young Kings team who has a lot of potential, and Kevin Kevin Herter hasn't played well at all either. Yeah. So if Kevin Herter gets hot in one of these games, I think at the certify, I let you know Kings will win that game. But regardless, I still think it's a, it's a battle of who's going to win the the road game first. Um, yeah. So whether that happens next game, whether it happens in Game Six, I don't know. But whoever wins that that road game first will win the series. I tell you that right now. Yeah, um, this has been a great series. Um, I was so excited for it coming in, and I feel like it's delivered by a mile compared to the other series, in my opinion. Um, you know, Fox showing that he is a rising superstar in this league. Um, I've been a huge fan of him since Kentucky days, and um, I'm glad to see him performing at such a high level now. Um you know, the Warriors, I mean, I still have them winning this series. Even if Fox didn't get hurt, I still had them winning. I just can't underestimate, you know, that championship-level grit. They always find a way. We thought they were dead in game four, kind of. Like, they were, like, circling the drain, man. The Kings were playing pretty well. Um, and, you know, Steph, Clay in that third quarter, started making shots. Draymond made some huge plays. His defense has been, like, phenomenal this playoffs like i i've grown to like really like you know appreciate his defensive prowess like he is so good on defense bro like he is absolutely everywhere bro and he's always guarding someone who's bigger than him or faster than him like they put him on fox for a few possessions last game he's strapping up sabonis um you know he's just everywhere and um he's such an important part of that team It'll be interesting to see what happens when he opts out of his contract this uh, offseason. Who knows where he might go? Is he, like, playing his last playoff run with the Warriors? We'll see. Um, I think this Fox injury is definitely going to affect him. It's on his shooting hand. He shot really well this series, and I just feel like a fractured finger, and it's your index finger. So that's, like, that's an that's important, you know, when you're shooting the ball. And I feel like it's, it's definitely going to be an adjustment for him shooting. And, you know – there's always going to be in the back of your head when you're driving to the rim that, yo, like my finger is broken. And I feel like that's going to be tough to overcome. I think he'll still be good enough, but we got to think about the other guys. Sabonis has been kind of exposed this series offensively and defensively. He hasn't been very, like he has been aggressive going to the rim, but it's often resulted in offensive fouls. Like I think he had two charges last game. Um, 
and they're just handing him the mid range, and he's not making it or he's not taking it. So I like Jamal's always telling us Sabonis is so nice, and Sabonis was better than Fox, but I feel like Fox has shown he is the better player. Um, and you know, defensively, Sabonis is just not top above average at all. It feels like if the Warriors really, really wanted to, they could get to the room whenever they want, but they've chosen to shoot threes, which is what they do really well. I feel like they're they're going to win the series. I think tomorrow they're going to win game five and take it home in six. I just don't think that they're going to be able to overcome this Fox injury, given how um, poorly Kevin Herter has shot. Keegan Murray had one good game this series. Obviously, Harrison Barnes has been hit or miss, and we saw him miss that final shot this past game. So I, I still got the Warriors in six. Yeah, for some reason, bro, like, Harrison Barnes does not strike any fear in me at all, bro. I thought he was going to make that shot, though, low-key. It looked like it was going in. But And then, I mean, I didn't realize it was Harrison Barnes shooting, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, he's not going to make that. And then, I don't know, same thing happened in 2016, bro, against the Cavs. Harrison Barnes had so many good looks, and he just couldn't hit the shots. Um, For this series, I think uh, I originally had the Warriors in six. I don't see a way that the Kings lose that at home in front of all their fans in game seven in a do or die where the Warriors cannot perform. If the Warriors somehow pull it off, Sacramento. Um, yeah, right now, this is the probably the best series I've seen. I mean, every single game has been pretty close thus far besides game three in, uh, in Chase Center. But, I mean, I honestly thought the Warriors were having an all-time meltdown when and then he took that last shot uh, when he didn't need to. Um, and it was a two-point shot. That would have got him – if he made it, it would have went up by three. They could have – the Sacramento had to down the ball and score anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This series is very strange. Um, I, I've been growing a lot of respect for Draymond as well, like Trey said. Um, you know, him coming off the bench, like willingly coming off the bench, a lot of superstars don't want to do that. Draymond was sucked it up and he did it. And, uh, yeah, I they – I think I know the Warriors, you know, aging baby Warriors. This is exactly they got players before. They're such super exciting young guard um, shooters. There, this series, I, I still have the Warriors in six though. Um, and if the Warriors off, they're. We moving on to the next series, bro. The Los Angeles Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, this series right here has been overshadowed by two names: Ron James, of course, and Dylan Brooks. I think the series was lost yesterday. It is three-one. Lakers are up. Uh, this series is, is it's over, bro. It's completely over. The Kings could not, or not the Kings. The Grizzlies could not capitalize on a bad AD game. When AD is having one of those. Terrible games, you have to win, bro. You have to win because AD does that every other game, and you need to win those games where he's bad because the next game in Memphis, he's probably hitting 40 and 20 on you. Um, Dylan Brooks, he stopped talking. Oh, please, you're not him. You're not even good enough to be talking like that. At least Draymond can back it up defensively. Dylan Brooks has not been able to prove that he can stop anybody in the series. Um, I Every time I watch him, he's taking three. It's, just, it's like I'd rather see Russell Westbrook shoot it. I, I trust Russell Westbrook being a three over this any day of the week now. Dylan Brooks is trash, bro. He's always talking about, oh, media is painting be a villain. Bro, you called yourself Dylan the villain. Like, we saw that on the, the Grizzlies had a promo, like, what's your nickname or whatever? And he was like, my name is Dylan. 
feeling. Like, Shut up, bro. Dylan Brooks is blowing. Like, he's just, I don't know. Um, it's kind of frustrating that the Grizzlies are just, they just don't have, I don't know. Like, it's three years in a row. We're, like, we were thinking the Grizzlies were going to be the next Warriors and be the next dynasty because there's so much young talent, Um, obviously, with John, Destin, and all of them. But it's like they're stagnant. They plateaued after three years. Um, And I think they need to find, like, they need to get some veterans in that locker room ASAP, bro. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think they need to get somebody old, get some, like, because Steven Adams is there, but he's not playing, obviously. Um, It's just this Grizzlies team has probably go one of the most disappointing. Go ahead, Shrey. What, Lakers? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, Dylan Brooks, bro. Dylan Brooks. This guy... Thinks he's so tough. He thinks he's him. First off, he's from Canada, bro. I don't know why he's acting like this. He should be much nicer if he's from Canada. Um, but yeah, I feel like he poked the bear. You can't do that, bro. You are not on the level to be talking to the caliber, a player of the caliber of LeBron. I just don't know what he was doing. I feel like it was really. Just stupid. Like, good teams don't do stuff like this. Um, they just talk so much. They haven't done anything. They re- they haven't even gotten to a conference final. And they just talk so much. So he, I remember he said, like, they were uh, building a dynasty there. Like, bruh, you can't be saying that unless you won, like, at least one championship. And... It's just, like, they just look very undisciplined. Um, the first game, I was just like, yeah, we're just better than them. Um, they have guys coming off their bench. Like, no disrespect to David Roddy and Santi Aldama. But those guys aren't scaring anyone in the playoff series. And the Lakers have just given up guarding Dylan Brooks. They just leave him open, and they help off him to – you know, guard Ja, and Shooter played him really well yesterday, even though he had some really dumb turnovers on offense. Vanderbilt has played Ja very well. Even though he dropped that 45 piece in game three, felt like that came at the end of the game. You know, the Lakers, their effort swings. They, they Sometimes they're playing at, like, a championship level of effort. Other times it's just like they're going through the motions. We see that with AD all the time. Uh, I feel like AD's defensive effort never goes away, though. And even though he was just absolutely putrid yesterday on offense, defensively he's been there. He's blocked. I think he's leading the NBA in blocks in the playoffs. So I think defensively we've played really, really well when we've needed to. Offensively is where I think our ceiling – like that's where we get capped out. And that's why I don't we think we would be, be able to beat the Warriors in the next round. Because they execute so well offensively. Obviously, they are the best three-point shooting team in the league. And the Lakers have struggled to make threes. Um, You know, it just looks really ugly sometimes on offense. Like yesterday, I don't know. Like D'Lo, like if he hadn't made any of those threes, we were done, bruh. We could not score. There was no movement in our offense. LeBron was kind of gassed. AD couldn't get anything going. 
and D'Lo hit those threes and kind of charged it back up. And then LeBron, obviously, at the end of games, and especially in a series like this, he is clearly the best option to go to. He's just so much like like physically, is just so much more imposing than the rest of the players, especially on the, on the Grizzlies. And he can kind of get what he wants and pick his spots. They had Tillman on on him at the end of the game. When he made that huge layup, I mean, like, that was so impressive. Like, I, I was surprised, bro. I, I, in these situations with LeBron on the Lakers, he hasn't really delivered, and he did deliver in a huge way yesterday. He really saved us. I mean, 20 and 20 at age 38, really, really good. Um, and AD did step up in the overtime. So I'm, I'm happy about the way we're playing. Um, but I just need to see more, like, offensively. Because, like, Reeves, he has his games. Hachimura's played so well. But outside of that, it's just hard to – like, none of the other guys have really stepped up. Like, Troy Brown, Malik Beasley. Um, you know, Schroeder had, like, his best game offensively yesterday. And he was still, you know, committing really dumb turnovers. So, I just don't trust the offense enough to say that we're going to get past the second round. Um, but we need to close it out in L.A. I don't think we're going to win – tomorrow in Memphis, but we have to close it out in six in LA because we can't keep putting more minutes and miles on AD and LeBron unnecessarily. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, the Lakers offensively haven't really been there. That really impressed me at all. I think it's all been on the defensive end. Uh, even when, he, like you said, AD, when he does his, you know, the takes his vacation on offense, he is still the best defender in this series. Um, that being said, I think this will be the easiest series that the Lakers will play. If that's because the Grizzlies are a team who their their half court offense really isn't that good. Yeah. I mean, it's really they thrive off transition, and you know, Lakers. Honestly, if this was the Warriors, this is the Suns, even the Clippers, at this state right now, I think any other team will beat the Lakers in the state series of seven, just because how their offensive performance had performing the inconsistencies uh, and Jared Vanderbilt as good as a defender as he is he is a complete non-factor on offense besides you know last game he had 15 he is really just a non-factor on offense he can't play make he can't shoot he can just leave him wide open not worry about him so going to you said yeah he kind of clogs the pain and everything for him and makes 80s life on offense harder so I get I understand why AD kind of like, yeah, I don't want to try no more. But, you know, this is up to Darvin Ham to kind of get set for AD going, get him to his spots, help him, you know, free him up, escape some of these double teams. Um, but I do think this phase is over. Dylan Brooks, this dude can't shoot. I mean, there was a point about two years ago, maybe, when I thought he was nice. Uh, but now he, he's just there to make noise. He's, I guess he's a, the guy against people's heads. It don't work. You don't poke. I mean, the second best player of all time in the playoffs, bro. Exactly. You're, so like, dumb. And you're a literal liability, bro. He has been absolutely terrible, and he just doesn't stop shooting. It just hurts the team. It's just yeah. so stupid. There, there have been many games I've seen over the, you know, the Grizzlies last two years where I see him shoot them, shoot them out the game. Three of 13 games, two of 12 games. It's crazy. So, I mean, for you to have done absolutely nothing in this league and to call it LeBron, yeah, you're wilding, bro. I don't care. I don't care. You know what you're trying to do. I don't think you're trying to get, you're trying to get in his head. You don't do that, bro. Because you're paying the price now. Twenty to twenty. Yeah, I hate LeBron. I'm not the biggest. I'm probably the, the, the smallest LeBron fan in the world, bro. Like I don't. I don't like that dude. But 
he played well. He's doing well, and um, yeah, Dylan Brooks made him made him mad, and he so who he is. So I think you know, like you said, sir, I think that's not going to win this game. Uh, but you know, they lose that game six in LA. Well, I'll be the pressure is gonna be the pressure cooker is gonna be going crazy, bro. If they lose game six, they're yeah. not losing game six. Salivate over the late. I mean, it's a game winner from LeBron in game um in game four. So I mean, I don't know. One last thing on Dylan Brooks, bro. Those um, Rain, those Rain, those Lakers will do more numbers in the finals, bro. Calling right now. Say again. I said the Lakers Warriors in the second round would do oh, more yeah. in the finals, bro. Game four of the Kings Warriors, I think, was the highest rated first round matchup, first round game ever, I think. Yeah, so imagine you instead of Fox and Sabonis, you throw in LeBron James, AD, NBA is gonna they know what they're doing, bro. Yeah, they're gonna be yeah, that's true. That it, that second round series could be crazy, bro. But we gotta take care of business. Job's not finished. All right, moving on now to this highly anticipated series into it, the Sun Clippers and after the first two games it was everything he asked for, man. Back in uh, Kawhi Leonard the Clippers. Kevin Booker, CP3, all the stars came out to play in that scene. Um, heavyweight back. And our heads, everybody in the like our group chat, we were like, oh, if PG was playing, like, here's when he, this series over. And oh, no, he and D. Well, guess what happened in game three? Kawhi Leonard somehow gets a new brand. Uh, he plays for two, and then game three, he gets a knee sprain. He doesn't play, and game four, he's out as well. I think he's done for the season. Um, even if somehow miraculously pull off the three, which they won't, uh, I think they lose tonight. Um, Kawhi, bro, he did, I, I said in the group chat after the first game, he put forty-five minutes. I was like, oh, that was a years, bro. Never put that. And I'm just by fam. It's not like I'm disappointed. Just like he's just built for these long play. Like why learn anymore? Not dependable. Um, and Kenny said the other day too. He just black as eight because he's just that. He's made out glass. He really is. Um, but when he's on the like a top three, top four. It just sucks that he can't be on the floor like ever. Uh, he low man, he still gets like what even like yeah. what I Leonard do to like be able to be available for these games. Uh, no, I don't know. Take another you know final one ever again. He keeps, if his knees really like after two games, I don't know. What's going on. Um, but yeah, Russell Westbrook, he has been absolutely balling. Uh, without him, the Clippers will be losing these games 30 or 40, man. Um, he's Norm Powell did step up the other day. But Russell Westbrook has been absolutely balling. I've never hit this many threes in 2017 again. Uh, the Clippers are just – I feel like we say the same thing about the Clippers every single year. It's always – it's always – the if they had, or if they had PG or if they had both, they would go to the finals. I say this every single year. If the Clippers do this, and I think it's time for me to just give up on them because PG and Kawhi are getting up there in age and not dependable or reliable. Um, and it's always a mess. 
if with the Clippers. It's never like, oh, when they did this, no. It's just if they can if they can stay healthy, if they can do this. It's it's quite disappointing. Um, but yeah, I guess this is why the Clippers will always be the basement boys. They're just cursed. They're literally just the most cursed team in the They're league. actually cursed, bro. I, like I'm not even trying to hate, bro. <laughs> like it's actually that. Like both, I was probably be rooting for them and you know, Kawhi gets hurt. Like you guys probably both admit this. The Clippers probably have the best roster top to bottom in the NBA. They can go eleven deep, bro. Like there's they have two starting lineups they can play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been they, like that for the last two years. They've had the deepest yeah. roster and just, you know, something <laughs> or the other happens. Yeah, and I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, and that's for the Sun. Um, I can't say, you know, they're very they're impressing me that much. I feel like the Suns are I mean, it's hard to play. It's hard to, like, go all out when you look on the other side of the floor and you see LPG. We're going against the old Russell Westbrook, who's obviously hooping, but Norman Powell's the second player. I think the Suns know they host and win these games. And then whenever they need to make a big shot, they have three guys who keep it three. It's known that he can step up in the fourth quarter the whole series. He can step up in the fourth quarter and nail into a big shot. Uh, I think the Suns are just resting their, resting their energy for the later rounds. But I uh, gotta say, these players are exhausted, bro. Like they're they're playing like six or seven guys. Game, bro. There's no way they're going to keep playing KD 40 minutes series tonight and make sure they don't go to um, so book and more rest. Yeah, bro. I, I, you know, it's the same old story with the Clippers, bro. Someone goes down when they look, they're looking real good. It looked like for a second they they might pull off the upset the way the Suns were playing, you know, um, and just Kawhi the first two games, he had, what, 38 and 35 or something, and then Russell Westbrook was stepping up on both ends. I got to give him credit, bro. You know, the Lakers, you know, they blinded him. Um, he has played so well um, these playoffs. Um, you know, it's been exciting to watch. Um, felt like there was a point in game four or game three where he was, like, taken out of the game for, like, a little longer than he should have been, and I was just like, bro, like, why isn't he putting Russ back in? Um, and it ended up hurting them. They ended up, like, losing those minutes big time. Um, but, yeah, uh, it just sucks that, um, you know, Kawhi or PG couldn't play in this series because, you know, the stars in this series, it would have been crazy. Like, PG, Kawhi, Russell Westbrook versus CP3, Booker, and um, KD, it would have been crazy. I felt like, I feel like it could have gone to seven. And it would have been a coin flip at that point. Um, but it just sucks to see. Like, it's another lost season for the Clippers. Um, and you got to think about what you're going to do moving forward. Because this is, like, what? The third straight year one of your guys is out um, in the playoffs. Or one or two of your guys is out by playoff time. Um, last year, there was no Kawhi, no PG after getting COVID in the playing game. Um, two years ago, obviously, Kawhi tore his ACL in the second round. That could have been the Clippers' year, honestly, because um, I think they would have beat the Suns if they had Kawhi. Um, they took the Suns just with Paul George six, so definitely could have beat the Sun, uh, beat the Suns with Kawhi in that series. And then, obviously, this year, um, you think PG may come back late in the series. Kawhi comes out, wins the first two games. You win the first game. 
and you're like, oh, okay, we can upset. We took, we split, and obviously Kawhi gets hurt. So you really got to think about what you're going to do moving forward um, with Kawhi. Like maybe consider trading him. I don't know, man. You got to put all the options on the table because it clearly just has not panned out the way you wanted to as a Clippers fan, as a Clippers executive. Um, but yeah, as for the Suns, Booker has been awesome this series. It feels like he is just doesn't miss. Um, he's been flat out like like unguardable. Like Russ has been all over him, and he makes these crazy shots. So I got to give him credit. Um, you know, Kenny and I were having a debate: is Ja or Booker better? And clearly, uh, not clearly, but like it, it definitely you can see that Booker has uh, you know surpassed Ja in um, the player rankings, the way he's played this series. But I'm concerned about these minutes these guys are playing, bro. No PG, no Kawhi, and these these guys still have to play 45 minutes. It feels like campaign is a huge loss right now because CP3 has to keep it, keep it up for 40 minutes, and he could not be playing these minutes at this age. He just can't. He's he's been hit or miss. Like he has one good game followed by a bad game. Um, I don't think he can continue to play these minutes at this age. We saw what happened last year in the second round. This dude disappeared um, after playing high minutes in the first round. So they're going to need campaign to come back and steal some of those minutes. Um, they're going to need Torrey Craig to keep shooting like he's shooting because it feels like right now they have six, five or six guys that they can trust. And I feel like that's just not enough. Um, and it could, um, it could really hurt them um, going down the line, especially against a team with depth like the Nuggets, maybe the Warriors or Lakers. Um, but yeah, it could really, really hurt them. Um and I think KD needs to, you know, pick his spot a little more assertively. Uh, it feels like he just goes through the motion sometimes and um, kind of takes himself out of the game. And he's the best player on the team. He's got to take those shots when he has them. Yeah, I mean, this this is a first over. No Kawhi, no PG. I'm sorry. I mean, I think the only reason the Suns have to go this, you know, play their guys 40 minutes is because of how deep the Clippers is. And that's a testament to the roster. I mean, Russ is balling out and, you know, the rest of the team doing their thing besides Nick Batum, who kind of just up there running around. But, um, you know, Norman Powell put a 40 last game. Um, but you really just, this one seems just too talented for them. You know, you can't double-team any of them because you double-team KD. Buss can have some coverage and he can go off. And as you've seen this series, he's making everything he takes. Um, Chris Paul turned the call back a couple of times, uh, especially to end the games. Um, Surprising to see. Uh, but yeah, like Trey said, campaign not being there really can hurt them considering his injury history and his age right now. Um, but that being said, people are acting like, you know, the Suns are really struggling a lot with this team. They're still winning these games by 10. That's the margin of their losses. So, I mean, I would say they're struggling and they're up 3 one. So, I mean, it's not the, the blowout or the domination you want to see. But again, I think it's a testament to the Clippers, you know, deep roster. And, um, and Katie has only played like 10 games with them or 12, 11 games, something like that. So he's still trying to figure out, you know, his own offense, you know, when he wants to take his shots. Because we know, like, even so, he's still getting to his spots, getting his own. He's still putting up 27 point game in this series. Um, I think the biggest X factor right now for the Suns team is DeAndre Aiden. How soft are you going to be? We're going to. Because this dude's an athletic freak. He's so funny, strong as hell. I mean, what's AD we're going to see? Going to see a guy going to the rim. Uh, the guy hitting a little mid-range shot. We're gonna see a guy who's soft getting bullied by Russell Westbrook, bro. Like, I think he's the biggest factor for this team. And going forward, 
That's against like, a team of um, the Nuggets. He has to start himself against Nikola Jokic. He has to take advantage of that matchup all series long if he want to win that series. As far as Clippers go, yeah, I don't know what you do with Kawhi and PG. I mean, year after year, something, some injury. And they're not getting younger. So I think as a front office, Steve Ballmer is going to think about do I move on from Kawhi and move on from PG because clearly 82 games is too much for them. And, you know, I really don't know what to do with them. I think you blow it up maybe because clearly there's a curse going on in L.A. Mm. Oh, moving on now. Minnesota Timberwolves and Denver Nuggets. Um, this year has been a lot closer than I expected. Um, all thanks pretty much to Anthony Edwards. Uh, this man, Ant-Man, is different, bro. I think he has the most 30-point games now. Uh, behind Michael Jordan, or at the at his age, behind he's in the same category as MJ for something. Uh, and whenever you're doing that in the playoffs, yeah, you're special. Um, I gotta say, the rest of the team is letting him down. I mean, cat, like, what is he like? Is he even out there playing, bro? Like, what is he doing? Uh, gotta say, that, like, it's like every year with cat, bro. It's it's like he has one or two moments where, like, oh, that's why he went number one overall, and then he just goes charming ultra soft. He goes from pop smoke voice to like uh, I don't even know. This the nastiest dude on on the planet. I I never understand anything this man like doing. Um, you know, he's either you're he's gonna get you thirty or he's gonna get you ten. He's like AD, but it's like his ceiling isn't as. But high he has no defensive impact. Yeah, he doesn't play any defense, bro. So, uh, yeah, this series is just it's just so funny. It's like they really traded all those assets to get Rudy Gobert just to get bounced in the first round, bro. Like and now, what are you left with? Uh, unhappy Anthony Edwards. Cat obviously is. Uh, you know, we just don't know. Like, what is this? I don't know what the Timberwolves are shooting for when they traded for Gobert. Did they really think Gobert was going to take them to that next level? Um, obviously, I think they're going to get a gentleman sweep today. Uh, the Nuggets. I mean, they're just a team. Uh, I think. I think Jokic out here is. I mean, he's doing what he needs to do. But I don't think Jokic is even going like 100% yet. I think he's just chilling. He's coasting. He knows he can get whatever he wants whenever he wants. Um, so I think he's saving it up for the next series against the Phoenix Suns. And I think that series will be much closer. But, yeah, this series, it's over. And uh, get Ant-Man out of Minnesota, bro. He's really the next Kevin Garnett, bro. Get his ass out of Minnesota immediately. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be a similar situation, bro, because Ant is clearly, uh, you know, he's a rising superstar. Um, he – at 21 years old is like taking over playoff games um, for stretches. I mean, he hit the the dagger shot in that last game. Um, he just needs a little more help, needs a better team surrounding him because Gobert hasn't been bad this series, but there's just some plays where you're just like, bruh, this team traded five first round picks for this dude. And he can not like do simple post moves on offense as a seven foot big. It's just ridiculous at times. And, you know, you traded all those picks and you're going out in the first round winning one less game than you did last year. Um, just unfortunate to see. Um, kind of just went off the rails for them at the end of the year. They lost, they're, they're not going to have Kyle Anderson today. They lost uh, McDaniels. You know, the whole Gobert and Anderson situation, it seemed resolved. But, um, you know, it just fell apart. and. You Ant at some point is gonna. He, I don't think he's the type to ask for a trade, but you never know. 
But you definitely have to surround this dude with a really good team because he can definitely take you to the promised land. He has that mentality. He seems to have the leadership qualities to, you know, lead a team to a chip. And he definitely has the talent. So I'm excited to see what comes for his future. But the Nuggets are clearly going to win this series. Um, Gentleman sweep style, like you said. Um, Jokic has been awesome this series. You know, Embiid, he didn't really he didn't really have a really good series. And Jokic has been awesome. And, you know, you kind of think, like, you know, like the MVP. But obviously it's a regular season award. But um, Jokic has played like the MVP playoffs. Um, he had, what, 36 last game. Just been really, really good. Um, he he really takes it to Gobert, bro. And they put Cat on him, and it's just been barbecue chicken. Um, MPJ has played well. Obviously, Jamal Murray. Um, playoff Jamal Murray has really showed up at times um, this series. So uh, I think I'm feeling better about the Nuggets than I felt like a month ago maybe. And I'm a little more confident in just their overall depth. I feel like Christian Braun, Brown, or however you pronounce his name, He's been pretty good off the bench um, that I was not expecting. And obviously, Bruce Brown, he's a solid piece to have off the bench. They have shooting. Um, it just comes down to that interior defense, which we're not sure about because we don't. I don't think it's been really challenged this series. We're going to have to see in the next round uh, against the Suns um, if their defense can really hold up. But um, they've played really well. I think um, they've probably been the most impressive team in the West so far, um, other than maybe, I guess, Sacramento, um, but we didn't have as high expectations for Sacramento that we had for um, Nuggets. So yeah, it's it's the West is going to be really interesting. I still don't know what's going to happen, bro. Like it's it's so hard to tell. With the East, there's a little more certainty because um, you have the Celtics um, and they they're like kind of locked to get to the conference finals, in my opinion. But the West is just wild. Go ahead, Kenny. Oh, he dropped. Oh, he dropped. All right. Well, yeah, that is uh, going to do for this episode. We're, we're going to push out another episode later this week um, about the mock draft. Um, we're probably going to do like a top, top 10, 15 picks. And we're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers trade in another episode in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, that's what's, that's going to wrap up our episode for this week. Uh, next week, the second round should be starting soon. So Yeah, Saturday, I think. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy, crazy time. Um, and yeah, we will talk to you all then. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank y'all. Peace. What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 141, and this week it's all NBA playoffs. We're going to break down each series, give you guys our thoughts on the Knicks being up and battling the series versus the Cavs, um, the Sixers sweeping the Nets. Dylan Brooks and his antics versus the Lakers, who are up 3-1, and much, much more. Um, this is a great episode. We're so excited. So much going on in sports now with the NFL draft coming up. Thank you guys for listening. Here we go.